Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking in on you. Who? First things first, I was giving away some shit last week on uh, on Monday's podcast. It's been given away. The, uh, the practice guitar, the, the travel guitar, and the uh, flight simulator software shit. So thank you to everybody that asked. We just picked, we just picked the most desperate-looking people. <laughs> it's the holiday season. Um, anyway, I have more shit I need to give away. So, you know, I got a bunch of fucking shit I got to give. I got a bunch of books I want to give away. I always want to walk down the street. You know those little fucking things? Those uh, those little nerdy uh, cupboards on the side of the road or whatever you call them, little glass thing. Leave a book, take a book. Take a book, leave a book. That type of thing for like, I don't know who. The last thinkers amongst us. I'm sure it doesn't happen out there in the middle of fucking Kansas. Right? It's too goddamn spread out. Maybe in Kansas City. Not, 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 not way out there. You know? Places I used to go to. I can never remember all the, the far out places. Far out, man. Places I went in Kansas, just in Nebraska. Like Hayes. Hayes, Kansas. I remember driving the fucking 80 in the middle of nowhere. And for some dumb reason, it was like this wooden bridge that went over. And I'm like, what in the fuck? And it was just like a field on either side of it. Like, at least that's how I remember it. Um, and then like Grand Junction, way out in Colorado. All of those places. Anyway, you know, we only need one book out here. That's how to cook meth. No, the Bible, the good book. Um, but whatever. I'm. I'm. I gotta get. I'm gonna get rid of all of this fucking shit. I got so much fucking shit. Like I'm in in my my drum room right now. It's just just clut. Look at all these fucking drums. Look at all these. What do I? What do I got? What am I? A session drummer or some shit? You know what this is? It's when you don't have the gift of music, what you start to do is buy all the shit that your heroes played. And you're like, maybe if I play what they play, I'll be as good as they are. And it just doesn't work. And then you have your own little music store here. Your own little music store. Oh, Billy Freckles. Oh, Billy Whiskers. I am uh, seven days in. No cigars, no coffee. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to last. All right? I can't have a cup of coffee. I can, I could maybe do without coffee. But and the cigar thing, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how to do it. I don't. I mean, I mean, I'm an all or nothing guy. I'm either fucking doing it or I'm not. I don't know how to fucking. Uh, I don't know how to lay off. You know what the key is to laying off is actually laying off. <laughs> That's what I don't do. I do it, and then the next day, in the next three days, two, three days when I should just lay off and get that craving out of my system, I don't. I give in to it. I need to lay off. But I was doing great. Like, this time last year, I, I, I went November, December, all the way to, like, May of last year, where I, was, I would take the first 10 days off. No vices. No nothing. All right? No fucking heroin. No who was. No nothing. Um, no, my vices are basically, uh, weed gummies. I I go in and out with those things, but I I just don't like them. I'm not a weed guy. I'm a booze guy. And I left the booze behind. I celebrated five years, five years of, uh, smoking more cigars and drinking coffee instead of fucking 
you know, killing myself that way instead of the alcohol. Now I'm going to get a bunch of fucking WebMD douchebags going, you know, actually you'd be better off you're still drinking because, you know, the new studies show. You know, you know my favorite thing in the fucking world? It wasn't my favorite thing, but I just like to preface things that I say. I either say, you know what my favorite thing is? Or I say 90%. That's my percentile, percentage that I like to use and whatnot. But um, what I was going to say is uh, these fucking... I like these people that somehow they know how to find the truth on the internet. It's the most amazing skill you could ever have. Like the level of lying... On all levels of the fucking internet. Everybody just spinning their fucking... All the social media, for, for the most part, right? I saw this... I saw you. I saw this stupid fucking ad of this guy. He was wearing the lining of a jacket. Okay? And if they just said, hey, hey, this is the new style. Wearing the lining of a fucking jacket. You'd be like, I'm not fucking doing that. I'll just unzip the lining of my winter coat. No, they don't do that. They have him in a muscle car. Making this guy seem like he's just fucking everything from here to fucking Grand Junction, Colorado. Banging all that stinky puss up there near Greeley. Is it the slaughterhouse or is it the women? We're taking callers. I'm sorry, that was me. Um... You see, you know, I only only social media I do is Instagram. All right. And I just watch drummers and I look at old cars and uh, I try to stay away from those those um, those those people that are showing you how to work out. Who is um, it's like why they just none, never have any fucking clothes on. And you just try as a man not to click on it. And the second you click on one, you watch one fucking video. The next time you go and you, you hit the magnifying glass, it's like, that's all there is. You know, so then I got to watch like fucking 19 videos on a Buick Century or some shit just to try to fuck with it again, you know, to get it back. Okay. I made one mistake, Instagram. Um. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm just, I'm, I'm talking about the lies, man. Um, anyway, I, uh, I flew again this week, man. I'm getting, this is the time of year where they have the Santa Ana winds. And every time I go out there, I'm looking at the sky and the sky's nice and clear. So I'm like, well, it's gotta be pretty windy up there. And sure enough, cause I didn't, I didn't redo my windy app, but even if it's really is windy, I got the fully articulated main rotor system. I, you people know this. I've told you this shit. I'll just fly the pattern cause it's not good for the heli to be sitting around. Right. So, um, I get in, it's fucking night, you know, winds variable, right? Which doesn't mean like which way they're coming from. It means they, they're not even registering as far as I can tell. You know, let's say five knots. When they say wind's variable, it's just, just calm. A little, 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 uh, a little whisper this way or that way, right? So, of course, I get in there. I listen to the ATIS and uh, all of a sudden I hear like, you know, fucking some no-tam about turbulence. I was like, I fucking knew it. So I go up anyway, you know, I'm dumb, right? I'm not dumb. I'm safe. It's like, I'm going to go up. I'll fly the pattern. If it's, he's like, I'm getting knocked around. I'll come back. So I went out and I flew, I don't know. I flew about like, man, maybe about 20 minutes in one direction. I started going up and over the hills. And then of course, that's when it starts getting all bumpy. And I was just like, I don't need this shit. Do I need this shit? I don't need this shit. Then I just went back, set it down perfectly, perfectly. I got the muscle memory back. Ready to bring it onto the pad? 
You just sort of drive it on, staying just ahead of your own fucking vortices. And right as you're about ready to set down, gentle aft cyclic, and it just sets down like a daisy. I set it down like that when uh, I gave my wife uh, the right. Oh, she took a little video of it. Oh, that's right. Oh, am I patting myself on the back? I think I am. Anyway, plowing ahead, people. Let's enjoy the rest of this year. We don't have a lot of it. Okay? After today, we only have 31 days left. 31 days left until it's another ungodly year of a presidential election. Jesus fucking Christ. Is there a reason why our, our, our only two picks are going to be two guys like that are like fucking 85 fucking years old? You know, that's all I want at this point. I don't give a fuck what color the tie is. I just want somebody in their 40s that's going to have to live with some of their decisions. <laughs> Oh, my God, I just realized. <clears throat> I'd be, you know, if somebody in their 40s gets in, I've never been older than a standing president. I've never been older than a president. They've all been older than me. I think the youngest guy right now would be uh, Barack Obama. OB, right? He's probably the youngest guy. But once, you know, once he went in there, that's the thing. The second you get in there. You fucking, you, you start looking like a founding father, how quickly you age. Even Barack Obama, you know, they say black don't crack. It goes gray, though, I'll tell you that. <laughs> he aged like they all did. Um, Bill Clinton went fucking Snow White. Absolutely it did. Um, why the fuck anybody would want that job? Just stay in the Senate. You're still going to be worth 20 grand with all the fucking insider trading that they're not allowed to fucking prosecute you on. And no, most people don't even know your name. So even if they get mad in your state, you just move one state over. Nobody knows who the fuck you are. And then just tell them, ah, you know, I bought Apple stock. That's it. That's it. And then you're up in New Hampshire. You got your fucking indoor, outdoor infinity pool into a fucking mountain of coke that you skate, you ski on. That's how you do politics. You don't get into politics to help people. If you get into politics to help people, that's how you get whacked. All right? Well, you got to help the right people. Right? You got to help the right. You got to help the right ones, baby. Uh-huh. Um, get my fucking ass kicked. This bed MGM shit. I'm so sick of the fucking half a point. It's fucking genius. It's fucking genius. That's right up there with 22 is a push in blackjack for the dealer and the dealer only. How, what happens when I hit 22? Oh, you lose. I mean, isn't there enough here? You got two decks going. I can't count cards. It's, it's not enough. It's not enough. You just got to get some more. Uh, he's got to get more out of me, don't you? Like a goddamn broad. Um, I had a fucking great week as a dad. Jesus Christ. My uh, one of my kids wants something for fucking Christmas, and I'm just like, you, you're not, you're not getting, we're not buying that, you know. And uh, you know, kids, kids don't give a fuck. When you tell them no, they, they just, they just, you know, they act like an adult woman is what they do. <laughs> <laughs> they just go get really emotional. They say crazy shit. And you just have to sit there and take it going. They don't mean any of this. Just ride it out. Just ride out the fucking storm. And that's kind of like what I do. 
You know, if you notice about this podcast, I don't have a guest. I talk about people. They're not on here. They can't defend themselves. So I always end up being the hero. Okay. And this is done on purpose. I'm building my brand. Oh, speaking of which, on Monday, December 4th, I will be announcing my 2024, 2024 fucking tour. I cannot believe it. I started way back in 1992. Jesus Christ. And now it's 2024. I had a buddy of mine just found some footage of an interview he did with me way back in the day. I think it was like, he, he thinks it's around 2002. And I remember right around then I started to feel like I was becoming a grizzled vet. And I was only 10 years in. And it's funny now, 32 years in, to look at, look at me back then with my fucking thin face. Still had a full head of hair and I was just looking, oh my God, I was a, I was a baby. But I still think I was like 34 though, if it was 2002. But whatever, I'm going to take a look at that footage and um, I'll be posting on one of these stupid throwback Thursdays or uh, I don't know. I'll use it for something. I'll use it for something. Um, but anyway, the, the presidential election is coming. Oh my God. Can you, like, what are they going to do? They can't have Joe Biden debate. He's, he's not going to know where he is. There's no way, there's no fucking way that that guy can make it to November of next year. What's the over-under on that? Huh? Sunglasses, sunglasses and a half. <laughs> One and a half fucking aviators that that guy's going to be able to make it. I don't know what they're doing with that guy. It's like, can you just let the guy, I mean, I'm fucking 55. I need to take afternoon naps unless I pump myself full of coffee. Oh, freckles. I, I got to go lay down. I don't, I, don't, I don't got time for that shit. I'm in my Danny Glover years. I'm too old for that shit. And this fucking guy, 80 years old. It's kind of ironic. You know, he probably wanted that job his whole life and he finally gets it. He's not even going to fucking remember it. I don't know. They should treat him like a horse that broke its leg. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have some fucking, you know, have some dig. I, I, I don't even know anything that's going on. I just know what people have told me. Evidently, he told me that we have the money to fucking go to war again. And if somebody should have been, oh, yeah, Joe, how do you know? How the fuck do you, how the fuck would you know? I know you're supposed to make fun of somebody that has like mental problems, but it's like you're, you're, you're allegedly running the company. The country here. Sorry. The company. Um, I don't know. I did a uh, I did a fun show yesterday. I did a fucking... wasn't a nooner. I did a 2.30 in the afternoon show for, uh, for some cops out here in L.A., uh, which is such a fun group to do it in front of because they're like this... They're like cowboys and conservative all at the same time. It's like they're wide open... And they can be, like, oddly conservative. So, like, I was sort of, like, when I was doing the uh, the show, like I would say, you know, most people were laughing. But there was a few people looking at me, and I was thinking, like, I don't think I want to get pulled over by that person. <laughs> but the rest of them were cool. Um, this really cool spot. Um, and a bunch of motorcycles there and shit. So that's another, like... I'm another, you know, guitar center dad with drums. I'm also that way with like motorcycles. I always look at them. 
And I talk to the person that owns it. And I say, you know, I wrote a couple of times, uh, you know. I used to play in a band and, you know, that type of thing. Or like, I'm the funny guy at the office. All the dumb shit that you say, you know, when you meet somebody that's doing something that, that, that you wish you were doing. You somehow got to be like, you know, I threw a football once. I guess I can talk to you now that you're a professional quarterback. Um, anyway, some Michigan fans were upset this week, huh, that they weren't number one. I don't even give a shit that they're coming at them for that fucking sign-stealing bullshit. I just want to know who they pissed off. Because that's, that's the thing with that. You fucking piss somebody off, and they decided to enforce a rule that they just don't enforce. I think everything has that. It's kind of like what they're doing with Trump right now, right? It's just like they could enforce that fucking rule on every rich cunt out there. Forget about the bankers who give them the loans, you know, who just allowed them to inflate, you know, how much their, their asset was worth versus what they were going to loan out, right? You could do that to anybody. But old Donnie boy, the orange cunt, he pissed them off. Um... And what's funny is these morons that like him think that he pissed him off because he was going to clean up the swamp. That's what I love. That's another genius thing that he did. Literally being in the fucking swamp and then acting like he, he was going to, I'm going to clean it up. It's like, aren't you the swamp? I'm confused, right? So this fucking guy, um, I just, this is my theory on that guy. They don't give a fuck about whether you're president whether you have a blue tie or a red tie, they just want to know what you're going to do. They just need it to be predictable. I think I've said this probably a million times in this. He was just, on, nobody knew what the fuck he was going to do. And then he turned on his own cabinet and they're like, all right, this guy's out of his fucking mind, okay? I don't mind a fucking Larry liberal in there. I know he's going to tax the shit out of me so I can move my money over here. But I know what he's going to do, right? Talk about stealing signs, right? They know what the fuck they're going to do. But you get, you get Donnie in there. Oh, Crazy Legs Johnson, you know, he goes up there, you know, they call the play in his helmet and he starts doing a fucking audible like, like Peyton Manning. They don't know what's going on. And the best part, he doesn't know what's going on. All he knows is he just called the greatest play ever. Some people would say that maybe he's the greatest play caller of all time. I don't know. I still want to try that on my wife. When she gives me shit. I actually did something today and she, she goes to me. She was telling me how proud she was of me. She goes, you know, 85% of the time you drive me nuts. I go, 85? She goes, yeah. She goes, but 15% of the time, 15% of the time you're great, right? Which is really a fair assessment. But I blew the, the moment I could have gone Trump on her. You know, I should have just been like, you know, actually, I'm an incredible husband. I actually don't think that you have the ability to understand how great a husband I am. I mean... Some people might say that, some people are saying that I'm the greatest husband of all time. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, still watching Kojak, still want, not watching the news. That's what I'm doing. But I, if I'm going to put together a new hour here, well, I don't know. I haven't taped a special yet, right? I'm just getting sick of my shit. I'm sick of your bullshit, Bill. Um, I did have a good week of fucking Christmas shopping, though. You know, I was sort of flatlined. I didn't know what to do. And uh, I actually got my daughter her big gift. And my son's big gift is on the way. And now I got to deal with my wife. 
Hey, I got to deal with my wife. I got I got to keep her in line here. I don't know what I'm going to get her. I have an idea. I think I know what I'm going to get her. I just have to go fucking do it. And then I did this spontaneous purchase for my daughter and I got the wrong fucking size. And I, I thought I was being so smart. These cute little purple pajamas, you know. She likes purple this week, you know. Last week it was blue. Before that it was red, you know. You know how they are, right? By the time Christmas comes along, she's probably going to hate purple. And I, I bought her the size that she is now. And I thought I was being so smart because I got it gift wrapped. So now I don't have to fucking deal with that. And now I got to take it back to the store, get it ungift wrapped it, and get back there before the other ones are gone. It's just like, this is just so, it's, and I'm, the whole time I'm just sitting there going, this is so fucking stupid. I went to one of these big box stores, okay? And I got my son something, and then I spontaneously bought my daughter something. I end up getting the wrong fucking size, so I have to go back. I bought both of them gift wrapped. And then I go downstairs, and I say, hey, I go, do you got a face scrub for men? I used to use that Clinique shit, but they changed their formula. It sucks now. Now it feels like lotion. I like it when it feels like I got an SOS pad on my skin. It makes me feel like I'm doing something here. I mean, what am I? I live in L.A. There's all kinds of smog. I got to get it off my face. I mean, this, this, this is the breadwinner. Okay? My big fucking Charlie Brown head. Um, so, of course, what she suggests only comes in this big fucking box with, like, these three other goddamn things. It's like, I don't want all that. I just want the tube of that. And she goes, it only comes in this thing. So I go, all right, how much is that? She's like, it's $75. I'm like, for those three tubes? And she's like, yeah. She goes, but it's on sale for 63 and I'm like, all right. And then she rings it up and goes, okay, that'll be $70. It's like, what happened to 63? <laughs> she usually 75 and it's on sale for 63. That'll be $70. That's what she did. I just started fucking laughing. Like, like is that like a fucking Abbott and Costello bit that you just did? So anyway, so of course I get this shit and I set the box down. You know, right when I walk in and it's just been sitting there for three days. And now I'm like, I'm never going to use that shit. Um, but I tried. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm going to try to um, try to get my Christmas shit done. Um, maybe like in the next week, if I could just get all of that done and then have all of my shit wrapped. Um then I can just fucking hang out because I really don't have anything to do. Everything is kind of behind me. Thank you to everybody that's been watching Leo, by the way. I'm getting a bunch of nice emails about that. Um, Adam Sandler. Um, playing Lee, Leo and all of that type. Uh, Robert Smigel. I'm trying to remember all the names of the people that I worked with. Bunch of geniuses over there wrote a killer script. I got to do a couple of lines in it. You know, once again, once again, that's been my formula. That's my formula. I do 10 lines in something amazing that somebody else wrote, and then somehow they think that I'm a part of it. <laughs> oh, oh, I just gave you the code. That's how it is. That's how it is. 10 lines, fucking five lines on Chappelle's show, 10 lines on Breaking Bad, couple of scenes on Mandalorian. I'm not writing any of that stuff. I didn't come up with that. None of that's my shit. I just went in and said what they fucking told me to say. You have such an interesting career. Yeah, I wait for other people to write great shit, and then I say what they wrote. And I did it again with Leo. Um, so thank you to everybody over there. And thank you for all you guys for watching the shit. Um, so...
Anyway, there's some sort of fucking stomach virus going around with all the damn kids. Um, my kids have been all right so far, but I'm just waiting for that to hit. That should come in. That should come in right around fucking Christmas. That's what I'm thinking. That's how that shit usually works. But anyways, as I mentioned uh, earlier that I was off to cigars and coffee, I'm going back to the gym. You know, I still haven't gotten... I can get into the green shirt. That was the goal by the end of the year. So I only got four more weeks. And I only need to lose about like three, four more pounds, which I can do if I buckle down. But the problem is... It's the month of December, you know, so there's all these fucking Christmas parties and shit. So uh, I'm just going to make sure I go easy at those, you know. I'm just going to have like a, uh, I don't know, try to have a healthy meal before I go to those things. Do a couple of laps, say hello to people, and then get the fuck out of there. I mean, I'm at the point right now, I'm laying off bread. Old Red is laying off the bread. Unbelievably difficult. I had no idea how much bread fills you up. You know? You ever have a meal after with no bread? You ever just eat healthy? Like 20 minutes later, you're hungry. Because your body's just like, all right, we processed all this. We've converted it to energy. And now we need some more fucking, you know, we're running low here. You turn your body into like a gasser, right? We have just enough fuel to do the quarter mile, whatever the hell they did. You know, that little fucking gas tank on the front of the fucking thing. Then you eat like a sandwich. And like just how, I guess how hard it is for your body to process, I guess, shitty bread. You know, I think if you have like good bread or whatever the Italians do, that semolina instead of whatever the fuck we use over here. Um, you, you, I don't know, this American food that, that you eat, you fucking, that is the good thing about our poisonous food is you stay full for a while. But, um, I'm trying to be like, I know this isn't going to last everybody, okay? So don't fucking roll your eyes at me. I'm already doing it, all right? I'm just trying to go as long as I fucking can with uh, this whole um, this whole health thing that I'm going to be doing. I know I'm done with cigars for a while, though. But um, for a while means probably until the end of next month. I mean, what am I supposed to fucking do here? Like, what, am I supposed to be, like, meditating and taking naps and fucking eating salads? Did I ever tell you what this douche said? He's not my doctor anymore. I fucking went into the guy, right? He does a checkout, checkup, right? And rather than just saying, like, hey, man, you're in great shape for 55, he was telling me the stuff, you know, I got to watch out for, so I appreciated that. And he, I go, oh, really? I got to watch out for that? He said, yeah. He goes, at your age, there's no good news. <laughs> Can you believe he fucking said that? I, I, so many times I wish I could go back to that moment and just be like, uh, can I have my chart, please? You're no longer my doctor. Like, what the fuck kind of thing is that to say to a pay? Obviously, I know that. I know that I'm sliding down the back half, but I also know that your mindset is what is, is really important to your health. Why would you just say the most negative thing ever? I just felt like that was like such a fucking ego thing for him to say. You know, there's no good news. Dun, dun, dun. All right, there, Dr. Smock and Pfeffer. Uh, well, you got, you got a little lab coat and all of a sudden you a couple of pens. You think you know shit? Go fuck yourself. Jesus Christ. 
fucking sitting there looking at a half-naked 55-year-old bald ginger and you come up with the brilliant there's no good news after this? There was no fucking good news when I was born. I was fucking orange. I weighed 10 pounds. I was a mess. But fucking ginger was a watermelon. That's what I look like. There's not one cute picture of me a baby. I've been buying the, the fucking eight ball my whole goddamn life. I don't need you coming in here. So I'm sitting on this fucking piece of paper for 10 fucking minutes so you can make your goddamn dramatic entrance. Jesus Christ, there's no good news. Oh, at 55, do I start growing hair on top of my head again? Oh, I thought that that's what happened. Oh, thanks for clearing it up. Fucking jerk off. He should have been a veterinarian, you know? I always love how veterinarians are walking around like they're actually doctors, too. It's like, you're not, all right? You're a fucking professional farmer. <laughs> You're a white-collar farmer. <laughs> oh. The reason why that made me laugh so hard is because it didn't really make sense, and then I was also picturing veterinarians listening to this and getting super fucking offended. Uh, no, I like veterinarians. I can tell you what, I'm done watching ugly chicks hugging cows, though, on Instagram. Jesus Christ. It's, it's like, how, which, which one's the cow? You know, I'm so sick of fucking people trying to tell me that fucking they understand animals. Oh, they have the same emotions we do. Oh, do they? Do they really? Or are you, are you just not connecting with other human beings? So now you're lost in this weird fucking world. I mean, when you love an animal to that level, you're like, you ever see those weirdos that are like, they're literally in love with their car? And it goes beyond just being a car guy. Like, they actually get aroused looking at it. Like, I saw this fucking thing one time on one of those trashy shows. And they were showing people that are the women that were in love. They were in love with inanimate objects. Like, there was something fucking wrong with them. I think animal people. You know, this. If I, like, I love animals. Hey, I like them like the next guy. But I'm not going to lie to you. I do go on YouTube and I fucking watch them battle to the death. I do watch that. I did watch a fucking bear trying to pull a pig over this fucking the side of this fence and he couldn't do it. You know what kills me about prey is they don't help each other out. You know what I mean? Like if you went up to a fucking lion, let's just say you could fuck him up. The other lions ain't going to sit there and let you do that. They're going to jump you. Hyenas do it. All the prey, wild dogs, carcass spaniels. They all got to throw them in there. They bite more fucking people than junkies. Cocker Spaniels bite more fucking mailmen a year than junkies bite police officers. I'm going to put that out, out there. I'm going I'm to say that. I think that's a fucking fact. Um, I learned that when I owned a pit bull. And you know the only people who said that? People that own pit bulls. <laughs> Trying to pass the guilt on to somebody else. I'm sorry, my chair. Sitting in this chair that's a little little squeaky here. Um, no, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I would love to go hug a cow. All right? I like cows. You know? Actually, I have to end on that. I like cows. There you go. You know? I like the whole deal. I like the milk. I like hearing them moo. I like petting them on the head. I like when they're slaughtered and then you fucking eat them with some greens. Um, all right, that's it. That's the podcast, everybody. Uh, enjoy your weekend, you cunts. And uh, then there'll be a bonus episode of the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. All right, see you.
Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and this is the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, November 30th, 2015. What's going on? How are you? Um, I'm not doing shit. It's Sunday night, sitting here with my fucking pit bull, and I'm watching, uh, it's halftime of the Patriots Broncos. That's when I'm, that's when I'm recording this. You know what sucks about the fucking NFL? I never thought I would say this. This fucking parody thing. I swear to God. Every, any team can beat any team. So you die like a thousand deaths every Sunday. Remember back in the day, you know, if your team was good, you had those teams. You could just kick the shit out of four of them a year. It just seems every week now you're in a fucking dogfight. It's 14 to 7. Now they're going into the half. It's starting to snow out there. These orange crush cunts are starting to feel confident. Hightower got hurt. Yeah, what are you going to do? Hey, you know what I noticed watching Sunday Night Football? You know when they have the uh, the little thing. I'm sorry, I got the TV on in the background. I can't believe they're redoing the whiz. You know, do you guys ever see the original one? I swear to God... Is it me or is it fucking nine hours long? It takes them like three hours before they even get to Nipsey Russell. Come on in. He's on down. Why don't you fucking run down the road? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's such a bad joke. But it's too fucking long. Um, who the fuck pitched to redo that thing? I don't even get it. Why do you put it out now? That's not a holiday movie. Why don't they just keep them like the old ones? Do you know I'm, I'm taping Rudolph the Red Nose? Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, that classic one from, um, what, what, back in the fucking day. I'm going to watch it, you know, Tuesday night it comes on. Get myself into the fucking holiday spirit. I can't have the TV on, do a podcast, because I'm going to just keep talking about it. You guys want to watch TV with me? I just saw this new Ray Liotta um, Jennifer Lopez movie or TV show. I don't know what it was that was just coming out. I thought it was going to be one of those commercials where Ray Liotta just stares at somebody because they're not drinking vodka. <laughs> I just want the other person to be like, Frank, no, I mean, I'm sorry. I love fucking Goodfellas, but this is my drink. What's going on with you, man? What's, what's with the fucking looks? Relax. I get it. You can kick the shit out of me. You know? He's just laughing at their fucking manhood. He's disgusted with them. He's disgusted. It's actually an amazing piece of acting because he never says anything. He just fucking looks at him. And you, just see, you just see the generational gap. He, you can just see him going, your entire generation is a bunch of fucking pussies. Just with one fuck, he just gives him that one fucking look. And next thing you know, of course, they got the guy sitting over there with like an umbrella drink. I don't think I've ever sat in a bar and anybody's ever fucking looked at me because of what I was drinking. I guess I've gotten shit for it, you know? But that was just back when I lived in the Boston area. Oh, come on, you fucking Mary. Do a shot. Um, oh, I'm driving, too. We're all driving. Don't hear us making fucking excuses. Um, anyway, so you know when that, that fucking horrific Sunday night football song comes on? You know, the little cutie pie there in her glitter outfit because she's in showbiz, right? So you got to have some glitter on. It's all this special effect shit. Um, I don't know if it's me or what. Is, isn't that song just a complete fucking ripoff of Joan Jett's I Hate Myself for Loving You? When they get to the whole fucking, 
You know, I I love myself for watching football. Isn't that how it goes? I think I don't know what they say. I always fast forward through it. I've never liked that song. I, I liked it back when it was an orchestra. You know, when you had somebody like John Williams, you had some great composer come up with a piece of music that could actually move you emotionally. And then somewhere along the line, they went to Hank Williams Jr. And he took his hit song, All My Rowdy Friends Are Coming Over Tonight. You know, don't blame Hank Williams Jr. It's not his fault, okay? His dad obviously banged somebody who had no musical talent whatsoever. And so the best Hank Williams Jr. could ever be is half Hank Williams Sr. But, you know, sometimes you get a little more, you know, you get a little more one than the other. So rather than him singing, what the fuck did Hank Williams sing? Your cheating heart, my lonesome truck. I don't know what the fuck he sang. But all I know is that guy like drank himself to death. But he was only like, wow, I got to look this up. How fucking old was that guy? That guy looks like he's fucking 60. He drank himself to death. But wait, 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 wait. wait. I got to look this up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, this is the kind of, this is what happens. This is what happens when you fucking just run your goddamn mouth. Hank Williams. Hank Williams. Hank, he was, he was the original Frank the Tank, but he was Hank. 1923 to 1953. He was fucking 30 years old. You know, he, that's a, you know, as, as sad as that is, that is a hell of an accomplishment to drink yourself to death by 30. I mean, anybody can OD. I mean, that, you know, but I mean, to literally to put in the fucking hours that the, the amount of hours that it takes to drink yourself to death in only 30 years. I mean, you got to figure the guy didn't have his first shot of booze. We'll say I'll even give I'll just say 13. He had his first fucking drink of booze. And within 17 years, guy's fucking dead. That's amazing. I remember a long time ago watching some fucking show or something. It was saying the body was actually designed to live 150 years. Optimal conditions, you know. Basically, if they treated you like a fucking classic car that had been had a body off restoration, and they just sort of floated you around and never drove you or anything like that, right? Like you could live, you know, Breathing perfect air, eating perfectly and all that, you'd live for 150 years. Um, which that made sense to me because every time when those people used to come and give the cancer talks about cigarettes and be like, every time you smoke a cigarette, you take five minutes off of your life. There's 20 cigarettes in a, in a pack, so that's a, why that's 100 minutes. So you just took almost two hours of your life away. So I was sitting there, you know, doing my dumb math, going, well, Jesus Christ, you'd be fucking dead by the time you're 30, because I was counting down from like 80. I guess they're counting down from 150. Or maybe they're just lying, and they're trying to scare the shit out of you, and they don't think some freckled cunt in the crowd's going to try to actually do some math. I don't know. All I'm saying is you got to give it up to Hank Williams, you know? Drinking himself to death, you know. Uh, you, you know the first third. The first third of cirrhosis is fucking fun. After a while, it's not fun anymore. But you know, a lot of things aren't fun after a while. You know, being a parent isn't fun after a while. You see it on their faces. Once they get past the little bundle of joy, once he's done saying cute things, once they're done being cute, you know, like they step on an ant and they say, "Hey, hey, look, look, I did it!" 
I did. He's like, oh, did you say I did? She just said I did it rather than I killed it. Oh, that's adorable. Right? The little things kids say. Once they get past that and they start rolling their fucking eyes at you, you know, you're just like, yeah, I'm fucking over this shit. That's right. Parenting is like cirrhosis of the liver. <laughs> Look at Bob Costas with this fucking smart looking coat and his goddamn scarf. Guy always looks sharp. You got to give it up to him. Um, am I the only person who winced when they talked about what was wrong with Peyton Manning's foot? Plantar fissuritis, which I've actually had um, from improper technique playing drums. I didn't know how to get. I was trying to do those John Bonham triplet fucking things from good times, bad times. And I think I was just using my big toe to try to make it happen. So I was arching my foot. I don't know what the fuck happened. I woke up the next day. I thought someone was stabbing me in the foot. But uh, Peyton, actually, it's basically this. I don't even know what it is. I had it. I don't even know what the fuck it is. I thought it was a tendon that runs along the arch of your foot. I don't know what it is. After I saw the drawing, then I didn't know what the fuck it was. But it goes from your heel to like uh, like where you get your bunion there. You know, if you get hammer toes, stop. Hammer toes. Do, 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 do. If you get hammer toes, right, that part that sticks out. Anyways, the part near the heel, they say, is tearing away from the bone. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm done. I am fucking done at that point. I mean, part of my body is tearing away from the bone. I'd stop doing stand-up. If my fucking arm from leaning on the mic stand, if something in my elbow started tearing, I would just be a podcaster. and That would be it. My voice would crack and I would cry. So it looks like we're going to be losing Peyton Manning and Kobe Bryant in the same fucking year. Two monsters of their game. Do you guys see Kobe's poem? My wife read it to me. Actually, even as a Celtics fan, I was a little sad. Then I also had to chuckle that he wrote this whole poem, this whole ode to basketball. And then not once did he ever mention coaches or teammates. And I was kind of thinking like, you know what? That's, that's why he never passed the ball, did he? <laughs> He's still one of the greats, but Jesus Christ. How about a shout-out to fucking Shaq? At least his ass, you know? Remember that? How does my ass taste? I'm sorry. Let's, let's, get, let's, get, back. let's get back on track here. What was I talking about? I was talking about plantar fissuritis. Is that what, no, I was talking about how I'm... The, the hook of that Thursday night fucking song, the Sunday night football song... They got to get you into it, right? Because you're not into because you're not into football, evidently. So they got to have some lady come out in a little sparkly dress, throw a couple of looks to the camera, like you know what? I'd blow you if you were here. I'd fucking blow you. She got to give you those looks. Thursday night football is here's my tits, right? They do that. Can't break free of the things that you do. It's the same fucking song for life for me, you know. I think Joan Jett ought to, she ought to go after the fucking NFL. Why not? They went after Tom Brady. Why can't they go after fucking Joan Jett? Do you know I got in a big argument with this fucking friend of mine, right? Who right now I think he's a cunt. <laughs> no, I don't. But he just was, you know, he was being a, he was being a, what I've never run into, a whiny giant fan. New York giant fan. I love giant fans. They never bitch. They never whine. They just fucking beat my team. I got to respect that. He was fucking, he was still whining about the Giants losing to the Patriots two weeks ago. It's like, dude, you went 2-0 and in the fucking Super Bowls against us. Why do you give a fuck about a game in November? 
He was, no, who won that game? We actually won that game because when the guy caught the ball, they said well, they won the catch, but he caught it. Yeah, I agree with you. I thought Des Bryant caught that fucking ball. I don't understand what you got to fucking do these days for them to call it a catch. It's a weird fucking rule. So he started going in on how the Patriots cheat and all that fucking whiny horse shit. And he tried to say that the Patriots win. This is the best one I've heard so far. The Patriots win 90% of coin tosses. <laughs> Which I think you know, that's the number I always pull out of my ass when I want to win an argument. That's the percentage. I always go with 90%. Look, 90% of people out there were fairly fucking blah, 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 right? So he tried to tell me that 90% of the fucking time we win the coin toss. It's like, okay, so what are we doing there? Are we somehow sneaking a fucking different quarter in there? Like, it's it's just unfucking. And he continued on with the whole, the Patriots watch the Rams final fucking uh, walkthrough before the Super Bowl. Even though ESPN detracted it and said that was a complete horseshit lie. Of course, they detracted it at 1230 in the morning. You know, they talked about it for five years at nine o'clock in the morning on Sports Center, And then when they find out that they were perpetuating a lie, they then, oh, oh, sorry about that. At fucking 1230. So um, I don't know. I finally got him to come around. I finally got him to come around. It's just like, look, OK, if you want to say they're guilty of gamesmanship. Absolutely. Do they fucking, you know. Try to get away with shit if they can get away with it. Yeah, but so does everybody. They just don't fucking win all the Super Bowls. You know? It's unfucking believable what other teams have done, and there's like no fucking problem. Like, I'll tell you right now, that fucking. Do you guys see that, that Redskins play? Where uh, Kurt Cousins, they hiked the ball, and the ball flew out of his fucking hands, and he, he asked the ref, Where did you get this ball? Because he thought there was something slick on it. And they go, oh, you got it from your own sideline. If that happened during a Patriots game and the other quarterback said that, we would have lost the draft pick. Somehow they would have fucking. But is it, is it possible that maybe they, they greased the fucking. They had somebody sneak over dressed like a redskin and greased up the balls. Um, you know what I mean? I don't I, I've gone through this a zillion fucking times, but, uh, you know. I, I don't it's unbelievable that that piece of shit Jim Ursay and that piece of shit fucking uh, I can't even remember his name. Man, Eric Mangini have effectively tarred and feathered the, the Patriots that will that will be brought up for them for the rest of fucking time. Air pressure and stealing signs is what they're fucking guilty of. Right. That's it. <laughs> These other teams, half their fucking defense tested positive for steroids. They're building stadiums that make their fucking fan base sound loud. It's fucking hilarious. Ah, oh, that's they're pumping fucking crowd noise in. Ah, that's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Jesus fucking Christ. We still signs for one fucking game. One game it was illegal. And then all of a sudden, that's all they, that's all they did it. They, fucking, <laughs> they did it every game. Unreal. I'll have to have that debate for the rest of the time. It was only illegal for that one game that we did it and got caught. If we did it the year before, the year before it wasn't fucking illegal. Then all you stupid cunts out there who think all you have to do is just film the other coach and then you know what they're going to do, you dumb fucks. You gotta, you'd have to take that and line it up with their plays, watch it at halftime, and then try to memorize as much as you can. If you're lucky, maybe on two plays you know what the fuck they're doing. You know what I mean? 
I mean, the teams sit there and they, they watch game film every fucking week, looking at their formations and all of that shit. How is that legal? You couldn't do that back in the fucking 30s, right? Yeah, fucking just sitting there. I guess you could if you get a camera. Some guy in those fucking jockey pants and just sit there rolling the film. How is watching game film legal? That's You're considered then you're a good student. But if you try to steal their signs, then you're a cunt. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But I'm never going to defend that the Patriots don't try to fucking bend the rules in their favor. But I, I won't go so far as to say that everybody else in the league doesn't also fucking do it. This whole fucking horse. You know what they sound like? They sound like Republicans when they talk about America. When they go, America was founded on. Everybody's got a shot. And they completely ignored genocide and slavery. Right. <laughs> That's what other football fans sound like to me when they when they try to act like we're the only ones who fucking dick around with the rules. Oh, Jesus Christ. He just landed on Brady. The Brady rule in effect. Personal foul hitting Tom Brady. I love that man. He's got a cute little butt. 15 yards. First down. I love it. I love it. I love that. It's called the Brady rule. You know, even it's the, it's the money rule. They call it the Brady rule. That actually suggests that the NFL on some fucking level gives a fuck about uh, Tom Brady. They don't. They give a fuck about the money he makes. You know what I mean? It's like fucking Lance Armstrong. All right. After all the bullshit, after he gets fucking caught, everybody gets on their high horse. That's disgusting. That's not what the Tour de France is about and all that fucking shit. Let me ask you this. All those cunts that made all of that fucking money when he when he won seven in a row and people who didn't give a fuck about bike racing tuned in and watched and they could charge more money for advertising. Okay, during that whole time, did they give the money back? All the fucking money they made? All those owners that made all that money off all those fucking guys doing steroids, you know, hitting the ball over the fucking goddamn freeway, made all that money. Oh, we're going to clean up the game. Oh, yeah, you're going to give away all that dirty money you made, you fucking cunts, like you didn't know they were doing roids. That's your team. If you managed an Applebee's and half of your staff was on steroids, you wouldn't, you wouldn't fucking notice. At some point, when you walk in, when you're going in to go get a fresh sack of fucking potatoes, you wouldn't walk in on somebody injecting somebody else in the fucking buttocks. Just out of just being there every fucking day. You know what's going on. I ever tell you that time when I used to work at that fucking, uh, it's holding all fucking day and they let it go. Brady deep. There's an interception. He drops the ball. LaFell, you motherfucker. We got away with holding on that one. Jesus Christ. Anyways, I used to work in this fucking, um, I used to work in this restaurant. It was called the Sable Cafe in Cary, North Carolina, back in like 87, 88. Ah, why did I just say that? Now I'm going to say all this fucking horrific shit about it. It was a fun job, and uh, there were some uh, activities that were going on in the back room. Because of fuck, it was almost 30 years ago. Anyway, so I worked in this fucking place, and, um, I used to work on a mesquite grill, and I had this big chef hat like I knew what the fuck I was doing. And uh, the place was gradually going out of business. One of the managers had a major cocaine program, but a lot of people did. It was the 80s. It wasn't really – it was just becoming a problem. You know, that's right around was cocaine the big lie. You know what I mean? So this guy used to steal from the register. He'd do a little fucking toot, right? And, you know, 
you know, if the fucking the, the guy if the guy fucking running shit is on drugs, then I mean it just trickles. Damn, a guy's setting the example. So, you know. I remember you I used to work like the fucking dinner shift one night. And it's this fancy fucking restaurant. And by fancy, I mean there's carpeting, there's cloth napkins, and they had a giant fish tank. All right? That was fancy for fucking Cary, North Carolina. You know? Those fucking assholes always giving me shit for being a Yankee. You know? In fact, Cary back then stood for concentrated area of relocated Yankees. That's what they used to say. Like, you know, you know, you know what Cary stands for? You know what that stands for? Uh, no, buddy. What does it say? It stands for concentrated area. Relocated Yankee. I fucking hate the draw play, you cunts. Has the draw play ever... It's never fucking worked. The draw play... Okay, it must have worked at some point. They keep running the fucking thing. I think that that's when you've just decided that you're going to punt. And be like, all right, you know what? Let's just not give the ball over right here. Let's just, uh, you know, just wait a second. It never... It never fucking works. It's weird how the draw play doesn't work, but somebody fucking basically doing the same thing, but if they go out for a pass, it always works. Or it works more times than not. You know what I mean? Like sort of the, the, the uh, delayed screen, right? When you got the line gap backers coming up the A gap. Ah, Jesus Christ, what are we doing? Ah, fucking Christ. Anyways, I got to be honest with you. Uh, with all the injuries we got, I think if we were to play Carolina Panthers right now... Um, the only reason we, if we would win, would be we would just outcoach them out of fucking experience. But I think Carolina looks like uh, they look like world beaters to me. Um, I don't know how fucked up is it that the Redskins are fucking five and six and they're in first place. You know what I mean? Like I think seven and nine could win that division. You know, I'll tell you what's going to be brutal is watching the New York media drive Tom Coughlin out of town. That's going to be fucking unreal. Like, he doesn't know how to coach. You know, it's not his problem that one of his best defensive players maimed himself. You know what I mean? That whole fucking thing he had to deal with. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't I mean, the fucking guy's a winner, man. He he came to BC, immediately turned it around after the, 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 the Doug Flutie hangover. All of a sudden, we became, we were winners again. Right? After Bicknell left, he went to Jacksonville. He almost got the Jacksonville Jaguars to the fucking Super Bowl. He fucking goes to the goddamn New York Giants. They win two Super Bowls, beating the undefeated Patriots, 18-0. Guy has one fucking bad, I guarantee it. They're going to fucking, they're going to send him out of town. He is, you know, one of my buddies thinks it's because of his windburned face. I've never seen a guy who needs fucking lotion more in my life. Like, I think that that's his next move before he, if he gets run out of town, you know, and he just needs a break from football. They should do that thing. You know, like if you're going bald and they just go, eh, not only the fucking uh, douchebag in the commercial, I'm also a client, right? He should do that with like fucking uh, whatever face lotion, <laughs> whatever the fuck you call it. whatever. How, how do you get that red shit off of his? He's got, he's unbelievable. The guy's got, he's got his windburn in like September. It's like. It's like he, lo- he always looks like he just got done competing in like America's Cup. You know what I mean? At least come out with a little noxzema in your nose, right? I know what you guys are thinking. Like, Bill, you're just running your fucking yap here. How about a break? I, I haven't gotten the advertising or the fucking the questions yet for this week. So I'm just fucking filibustering here trying to get through this shit. Um, 
Hey, did I uh, did I mention that I went? Oh, I told you guys on, on Thursday. I went to the uh, the Kings Blackhawks game, and um, on what what if the, the highest level hockey I've seen in so long? It was unreal. Like the whole first period, it just seemed like they were feeling each other out to see what they were going to do, and and just f- the, the whole fucking thing, every fucking line. Every deep defensive unit, their goaltenders, all of that shit. It just it was incredible. The way that they played. Do you know there was there was only two penalties? The whole there was two penalties in the first period. That was it. Um, Chicago went up two nothing, and then the Kings scored two in the third, and then came back uh, and won in overtime. By the way, three on three. Even if you fucking hate hockey, there's there's nothing to hate about three on three hockey in overtime. It's fucking unbelievable. Just end-to-end action. Every five seconds, it seemed like you were seeing a two-on-one or a breakaway. And, um, oh, the lovely Nia, everybody. Look at you lingering over there. I actually heard Al Michaels tonight talk about the three-on-three hockey. Are you leaving? Yeah. Are you going to come here? Are you going to go see Creed? Yeah. Nia's like one of the only black people ever into that band. No. <laughs> yeah. Don't you like them? What did they sing about? Jesus Christ on the brass and then he got stabbed in the side again. No, not what it, not what, Creed the band. What did Creed sing? Creed the movie. I don't know. If you can sing a Creed song, oh. I'll take you out for an ice cream. Okay. Can you take me higher? Oh, that's right. <laughs> that wasn't bad. Can you take where I don't know what he says. Yeah. Is that like power rock? Is that considered power rock? Those kind of bands where like the lead singer is just like, like just like this really. Anytime they say power associated with music, there's no power in it. Okay. Come here. Come here. Says who? Says you? Yeah. Says me and my dumb opinion. Mm. Oh, you are fucking over me today. Are they playing in Boston? The Patriots? No, they're playing in Denver. It always okay. rains. Look, uh, no, 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 snow is sorry. Um, yes, I'm going to go see Creed. Are you coming? Are you going to be done? Uh, I don't have the advertising of the questions yet. So no. Look at Cleo. Look how cute she is. She's actually exhausted. But I took her on a long hike today. Yeah, I think we definitely need to start feeding her more because you exercise her. Like, so you're just like an athlete. Yeah, because she didn't put on fucking 10 pounds. I did. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm going to try to do in December? What's that, honey? Uh, oh, God. I pissed Nia off today. I got to tell the story. I got this thing. Nia, oh, God. Nia hates when I, I make fart noises. Like if I'm singing, and I don't know, I just go, if I just do that. I hate when people do that in general. It's so, <laughs> so I don't like it because I don't like bathroom toilet humor. Like I just I think it's so gross. It's all right, so, so she hates it. So of it's course, really what am I gonna do? So I'm singing along to the radio, and I just keep making fart noises. And the matter she gets, the funnier it is to me. And I keep thinking, don't do this because we had a wonderful afternoon. This is gonna ruin it. And I just it was mm-hmm. so much fun. I had to keep doing it. Yeah, and you kept doing it. While acknowledging that you were irritating me. I have to go to movies. No. <laughs> you know, there's something wrong with you if you don't think a fart's noise is funny. I can see if I actually farted and you had to nothing deal with the wrong. death that came out of me, right? No, no, nothing is wrong with me. You have 
the maturity of a 12 year old. And it's like, you can't just let someone enjoy their day without doing something irritating. It's true. You like to irritate people, especially me. Admit it. Admit it. I have no idea what you're talking about. I just wanted to take my lovely wife (laughs) out to lunch. You did take me out to lunch. It was very nice. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand why you have such a problem with that. I'll, you know what? I'm, I will make an effort to stop doing it. Can you take me higher? A 47-year-old person has to say, I'll make an effort not to make fart noises. Like, what? seriously. I'm a fucking clown. That's what I do for a living. What do you want from me? Not to make fart noises. You're better than that, Bill. I'll fuck you with yeah. your reverse psychology. I'm not. I know how much you hate that saying. You're better than that. Uh, <laughs> it's horrific. Um, All right, I'm going. Hey, have you noticed the Broncos quarterback is like eight feet tall? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Why would I? Okay. Why well, you can notice if somebody's tall. Can't you? Isn't that weird how fucking tall he is? I don't know which one you're referring to. I want to see him riding a tank like Michael Dukakis just to see how much of his torso comes out of that fucking hole. Remember when he did that? Oh, you were too young. When, they, when he ran for president, he was running for president. He was doing fine, and then he drove a tank. Well, he didn't drive a tank. They just had him stick his fucking head out the, I remember the tank. When he was running. I remember when he was running, for, even though I was young, and I remember his wife drank, like, rubbing alcohol. Didn't she? Kitty. Uh, Kitty, oh yeah. Kitty Dukakis. Yeah. Top three dumbest reasons I ever saw anybody not be able to run for president or lose it is Dukakis sticking his head out that fucking manhole. That's what it looked like. It was his his fucking eyebrows. That's that's what screwed him. (laughs) Gary Hart getting fucking in trouble for banging his, uh, that fucking broad on the boat. I mean, that's what you get a boat for, right? All right, you're losing me. I'm losing you. And then third was when Howard Dean went, and then he was just like, all right, fuck that guy. He got a little excited. He was like a wrestler. I thought that was weird. We're going to go to Carolina. We're going to go to Mississippi. We're going to go to... Yeah, he was like... All right, I'm leaving. Goodbye. It was an unfortunate... It was an unfortunate moment. Hey, Hey, enjoy the movie. I wish I was going to go see it. Do you mean literally what time it is? Are you saying that in like a black way? Like, you know what time it is. Oh, Jesus, she hates me. Um, All right. That's the first half of the podcast. I have to wait for the advertising and all that shit. So it's not going to mean shit to you. I'm just going to hit pause. And when I come back, I'm going to read a little bit of advertising. Uh, It's 14 to 7. The nine-foot quarterback drops back. He throws it down. And that's a first half for the Broncos. Jesus Christ, look at the size of him. There's not even any snow on the top of his helmet. I mean, the guy, he's above the storm clouds. Sorry. What's his name? Osweiler? Do you know Nia took me to this fucking German bar, and I had the best goddamn fucking brats, and I got one of those giant beer steins like a fucking asshole. Um, but whatever. It, it starts tomorrow, man. I got to turn this shit around. I actually, I didn't lose the weight. Nice fucking play. Um, I didn't, sorry. 
I didn't uh, I didn't lose the weight I wanted to lose, but I just I stayed the same, which is pretty good for fucking Thanksgiving week. I still worked out every day, but you know, I made a bunch of pies. I had to eat them. You know what the fuck was I supposed to do? So, um, anyways, what I want to do is uh, six days a week. I'm actually going to go to the gym and I'm going to get on that fucking elliptical for an hour. I'm going to do it six days a week throughout December. That's the promise that I'm making to myself. And as you can tell by the tone of my voice, I'm not even remotely thrilled by it. But I refuse to go right back to the fucking fat-ass cunt fucking weight that I was. Uh, The pies are done. Most of our Thanksgiving food is done. So I can go back to my, uh, my thrilling way of eating healthy. I can't believe I fucking did. Oh, what the, well, I can't believe I did this to myself again. But you know what? The one good thing I do have is I haven't had a cigar in 15 days. That's pretty good. So I want to be that guy who fucking, you know, once or twice a month, I'll have a cigar. It'll be a special moment. You know what I mean? Oh, God. I just pictured Caitlyn Jenner in a bubble bath. My wife showed me that fucking picture and I freaked out. I wasn't ready for it. You know, just showed it. I was just, oh, and he missed the fucking field goal. Yes. There you go. Yeah, with your stupid Movember mustache. We know people are dying of cancer. You can fucking shave that off. Um, anyways, I'm just literally stalling, waiting for this shit to fucking come in here. All right, I got to, uh, let me let me hit pause here. I'm going to hit pause, and I'm going to fucking find out where, where, where everything, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And now uh, when I come back, you guys are going to get to listen to me read out loud. All right? All right, by the magic, with the magic of the pause button, I'm back like a half hour later. Still 14 to 7, the beginning of the fourth quarter, but now it's time for me to read out loud with that up, me undies. And I am out of fucking, oh, for fuck's sakes, tackle a guy. Jesus Christ. Oh, God damn it. This fucking parody. Well, I know we got a lot of injuries and shit, but Jesus Christ, this fucking parody is killing me. They're killing me, Whitey. They're killing me. So the other night I went to a bar. Surprise, surprise. After um, after the uh, the Kings-Blackhawks game, um, I took the subway back. I love taking the subway out here. You know what I mean? And it's like a real subway now. Like There's all kinds of fucking vandalism on it and shit. I remember when, you know, when I first moved out here in 2007, you went down there. It was just like you went on that subway and it's like, wow, this is what the world would look like if there was a, like a massive plague. Yeah, yeah, let him turn the corner and get a first down and a touchdown. There you go. Great defense, guys. Way to go. Yeah, fucking Christ's sake. Um, anyways, I was thinking like this is, must be what the world's going to be like after a giant plague hits, right? And then we start all over again and we still know how to do shit, right? <laughs> We still have some reason the scientists fucking survive. Oh, fuck. Somehow the scientists survive. That would be the ultimate thing. If the scientists survive, so you like, you had the same amount of people on the planet that, um, that existed, you know, when we were just running around in caves and shit. Um, but you have all that, that new technology, then that, that would be perfect. Right. Yeah, but you need ditch diggers, too. Who the fuck's going to plow the street and pave the roads? Come on, miss the extra point. You fucking cunt. 21 to 14. 
um, am I the only Patriots fan that actually thinks it's a good thing to um, to maybe lose a game and go into the playoffs and let the Panthers be undefeated? Oh, yeah, they'll they'll always. I'm just thinking, you know, get a little less attention. Just one year, I'd love to be treated like the Indianapolis Colts. You know what I mean? Where your owner can literally be abusing drugs and fucking around with everyone, you know, and nobody gives a shit. <laughs> It'd be tremendous. Just living that quiet time out there. Wouldn't that be nice? Well, I think it would be. You know what else I think would be nice if I could get some fucking questions over here. I don't know what else I'm supposed to do with myself. Well, what am I up to here? 45 fucking minutes of me running my yap and trying to read out loud. This is getting ridiculous. You guys want to listen to me send a text? This is pathetic. You know, I'm going to start my fucking Christmas shopping. Oh, I know what I was going to tell you. So I fucking came back on the, I know, I'm all over the place. Fuck you. It's how my brain works. So I'm on the fucking subway. I get off and uh, I meet Jay Lawhead at this fucking bar. And it's just one of these cool fucking bars that not a lot of people know about, but enough people know about that it stays open. You could fucking chill out in there, man. You could have a good time. And it was perfect. It was a perfect old man fucking bar. I apologize for yawning if I'm making you tired at work. Um, And everything's going good. And then out of nowhere, this cool bar, they start having karaoke. And all these fucking nerds are going up there and just going, just going full out singing. Horrific. Singing, dancing, just absolutely awful. Just a, a, a horrible display of communication was going on. And it was annoying the shit out of me because I just wanted to be in a quiet place. Ah, drinking. Why am I yawning all over the place? Drinking a fucking, you know, a beer or something. I just want to be in a nice, quiet fucking place, right? And um, the fucking halfway through them singing and dancing and everything, I actually fucking tapped Lawhead. And I go, I go, look at him. Look at him, Lawhead. Look at him. I go, that's what's heckling you on Twitter right now. <laughs> look at him trying to dance. Look at these fucking animals trying to sing. Look at them. These, the pe- these are the people that blog. These are the people that get offended. Oh, look at Collinsworth and Mal Michaels, both rocking the scarves. I don't understand why they have the scarves. Are they, are they inside or are they outside? They always make them look like they, they got the window open. Uh, do I need to take a nap? What the fuck just happened? You know what it is? I'm getting sleepy waiting for these fucking reads to come over here. Um, you know, I'm interviewing Pete Corielli this week uh, for the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast where I check in on you. And uh, he has a new special out on Showtime, I believe. This is one of my favorite comics that uh, not enough people know about. Um, great storyteller. And I've known him. I've known this guy for 20 fucking years uh, back when we used to um, work the New York Comedy Club together, late night spots and all that. Who the fuck is that guy Brady keeps throwing to? The anti-gronk. Who is that guy? Oh, and we get a pass interference. Ah, here comes our first loss of the year. Oh, well, what the fuck are you going to do? Anyways, um, you know what? I'm going to hit pause again. I'm going to wait for these things. I swear to God, this is this is the most fucked up podcast I've ever done. I'm going to wait for these. these. I'm coming back reading, people. I'm going to prepare you right now. All right? I'll be back. Well, you know, with the technology, I'll be back in a second. All right. All right, I'm back. I, I don't know if... Uh, that's probably weird that I say, all right, I'm back, because it didn't even seem like I left with the fucking editing, right? Shut up, Bill. We get it. You hit pause. Um, 
I can't find, I, I, I don't, my reads aren't coming through this week, so I'm just going to fucking pick some shit out here as I go from old emails. Somebody sent me something uh, because I mentioned that I went to Chipotle and they had all these signs on the wall about how, hey, we don't put any shit in our food, which made me fucking weirded out. Like, well, you shouldn't. But I guess so many people do. I don't know. So I thought, you know, made them seem shady to me, right? By the way, it's 2117 at this point in my world. Oh, for fuck's sakes, you got to catch that. It's behind him, though. Um, anyways. Yeah, it says, hey, Bill, just want to drop you a line about Chipotle, which you mentioned on Thursday's podcast. Uh, check out this recent article in the L.A. Times. Chipotle is being harassed by a bogus consumer watchdog group that is actually funded by restaurant, alcohol, tobacco, and energy companies. They are spending millions of dollars harassing companies that do or say anything which goes against the interest of their clients. Chipotle's stance against antibiotics and meat has apparently incurred their wrath. Uh... This firm is engaged in a very public ad campaign smearing Chipotle. So I think this, think this probably has something to do with all the signs you saw in Chipotle the other day touting their product and what they do differently. Thanks for the podcast. Go fuck yourself. So I, I clicked on the link there, and, um, and it says, uh, Why is a nonprofit shill for business interests attacking Chipotle? It says the U.S. Department of Health and Humane, Human Services says that if you're being pushed around by a bully, walk away and stay away. Don't fight back. Chipotle has taken this message to heart. Evidently, they're not fighting these guys. Chris Arnold, a spokesman for the burrito chain, told me Chipotle has no plans to tangle with the food industry front group that has run a series of ads critical of the company's health claims. Uh, The guy says, uh, Chris says, this is a smear campaign, but we've chosen to take the high road position. The most recent ad appeared last week in the New York Post. It said Chipotle is scaring the public and tricking people into thinking the chain's meat is healthier because it's, quote, antibiotic free. Blah, 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 blah. So allegedly this is just some this is a group that's pretending to be a watchdog group, but it's actually, you know, a spokesman for probably corporations that put antibiotics in their fucking food. Um and all of this other shit. Jesus, Tom Brady is just acting like a fucking lunatic. When are they going to throw a flag on the guy? I know he's got seniority, but even as a Patriots fan. What is, yeah, he's, you know, he's fucking flipping out. Yeah, he's losing his cool. Look at that, like, Tommy, Tommy, get the fuck out of here, okay? You're the face of the goddamn league. Uh, we, we, we can't give you a fucking... Gronk seems frustrated. Oh, are the Broncos cheating? God, it's all right. That's okay. Are they are they doing little fucking underhanded th- things to get an advantage? That's okay. You're in Denver. It's fine. It's fine. No cheating. No underhanded shit there. Tom Brady throwing deep down the fucking what the fuck? Oh boy, this doesn't seem like it's our night now, does it? Twenty one seventeen. Now it's fourth and fifteen. I don't like it. I'm already drinking. I already got. I already got a beer here. So, anyways, uh, these fucking guys, I guess. Um, I don't understand how these groups are legal. I guess they've been around for years where you can put together a a fake group. Like Rick Berman, executive director of the center, acknowledged that the organization is funded by part by food and beverages company. Um, He declined to name any of the contributors. And and the guy goes, it doesn't matter who pays as long as what I'm saying is truthful. And I'm telling the truth. What a crock of shit. Um, you know what? I guess who knows? I don't. I don't know what to believe now. I guess now I'll go to fucking Chipotle. 
I don't fucking know. I, 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 what, what is there to believe? I mean, now if you're going to have fucking... You don't understand this genetically altered salmon now? Like, why Like why weren't we allowed to vote on that? Why don't they put that to the people? Why is that the fucking center? Oh, that's right, because they got them all paid off, right? Isn't that how it works? Jesus Christ, do I have to hit pause again? I do. I got to find another leather. This is like fucking, uh, this is like what podcasting in the 1800s must have been like, been like, right? I got a bad feeling we're going to lose this fucking game. Why, Bill? Did the Patriots help you pay your bills? No, but I mean, you know, they're the football team of my city. <laughs> be back in a minute. All right. So I guess there's going to be no reads this week. I, I don't know what to fucking tell you. I don't know where the fuck they are, but I'm not waiting around all night. All right, there's four minutes left. We hand off the ball, and they fucking tackle us again right at the line of scrimmage. Um, something my drum teacher got me into Tears for Fears this week. I couldn't stand them in the 80s. I just hated the guy's face, you know? I hated the way he sort of launched his face at the fucking camera as he sang. Welcome to my world. It's the one rock and reader, Nothing ever that Right? And I just couldn't get past their fucking face. So, first down! So he fucking, um, three and a half minutes left. Come on, Patriots, hang in there, get a fucking field goal over there. Um, that still wouldn't help us out. Why a field goal? Put us up by fucking seven points. I like it. So anyways, um, he goes, listen to this uh, Tears for Fears. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh my God, Tears for Fears. Every, everybody wants to rule the world. And for, you know how many times I've heard that fucking song? Like, now I don't mind Tears for Fears because it reminds me of the 80s when I was young, had a full head of hair my whole life in front of me. You know? You know, my pants were all puffy. I was lifting weights every day, but only the upper body. The way you're supposed to. Oh, no. Did Gronk just get hurt? He took it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. Dude, everybody who's even remotely good on the team is hurt now. Except Brady. I shouldn't have just said that. Oh, Jesus. Oh, they just went to commercial. Just went black. Ah, fuck. Anyways. Um... So he says, listen to this, Tears for Fears. You know, everybody wants to rule the world. I'm like, get the fuck, you know. So I'm listening to it. For years, I never heard what was going on with the hi-hat. You know? The guy's playing triplets, but he's, he's playing them in groups of two. He accents every other one. Listen to it. I always thought he was just, don't, 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 don't. I thought it was that. I didn't know, like, the hi-hat was going, gah, 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 Right? Only drummers understand what I'm talking about, right? One and, uh, 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 uh. It's kind of like uh, the way you, when you first learn how to jerk off. Like, you know, you just try, it's the same fucking thing, except you do it on the hi-hat. <laughs> but anyways, here's the point of the story that maybe you guys can relate to. This is the most fucked up podcast um, that I've done is he then played this song about the ladies. It's some fucking song about women set them free and quit fucking around with them or whatever the hell it is. Where is it? I downloaded the song, but this is sick-ass fucking Phil towards the end of the song, and uh, my drum teacher showed it to me, you know, goes over the bar line, comes out on the end of one. It's 
Fucking unreal. And who is it? Who is it on drums? Phil Collins. And I go, you got to be kidding me. People on my podcast are shitting on Phil Collins, talking about, you know, how he sucks. This, oh, look at Grunk. He's down. Oh, fuck, this is bad. They keep saying how he sucks and all that, you know? And he was going, he go, what are you talking about? This guy's a fucking monster. You ever hear the shit he did in, uh, was it Brand X? Oh, no, he got hit right in the fucking knee. Um, all of that type of stuff. Um, oh, God, that's bad. Uh, guys, I'm sorry I'm watching. I'm, I'll never do this again. This is like fucking ridiculous that I'm doing this at the same time. Um, but anyways, I'm covering my eyes because I don't want to fucking see his leg knee wiggle like that again. This is, this is why people hate Phil Collins. All right. It's because they don't take the time to act like this is a guy. He's such a fucking talent that he actually like he could go to Berkeley, play drums. I mean, I know he's had health problems, but at the height of his popularity, he could, um, at the height of his skills, I should say, before he got hurt, like that guy could fucking for his health. I'm looking at Grunk <laughs> before his health got fucked up. I'm sorry, guys. This fucking guy would have like like musicians at Berkeley with their jaws on the fucking ground. All right. And they're into all this prog rock shit. But then he was so good. He could actually fucking write songs that made 14 year old girls dance around like Molly Ringwald in breakfast club. And the problem is, is your average jackass classy Bronco fans clapping right there. Class act right there. The fucking your average jackass isn't going to listen to the to the prog rock stuff. So all they're going to listen to is the studio and all that. I remember in the 80s, I fucking hated Phil Collins. Mid 80s, I couldn't stand the guy. And then when I started playing drums and I started paying attention to who was drumming on what, I was like, wow, I mean, this guy drummed on the Tears for Fear thing. He drummed for, for this is in the 80s, Robert Plant, Eric Clapton. Uh, when Zeppelin got together, he played with them. Um, if he really sucked, I don't think that they would be bringing this guy along, would you? So I would say listen to uh, some of his older shit. That's all I'm saying. I... You know what? I'm going to put a clip up of him just fucking playing, uh, just playing drums. And uh, people probably still say that he sucks, but I, I, I think he's the shit. Uh, but anyways, um, can I bail now, guys? Can I just say that that's the podcast? I'm sorry. I didn't have the fucking materials I needed, but I got a, uh, I got an early day tomorrow. I'm starting to get ready. I'm hyping the F is for family, by the way. Uh, getting great feedback on that. And uh, I just wish it would come out already. And uh, we got a premiere coming up out here in L.A., which I'm really uh, excited and nervous about. Um, there's this weird feeling when you watch something that you did and it's it's being shown on a screen and you can't fix it and it's just going to be played. It freaks me the fuck out because I'm used to performing live. And if it's going shitty, I can speed up. I can slow down. This, this, I can make at least try to make some adjustments. But, like, if you're in something and it's not working with the crowd – you just got to sit there and ride it out. And, um, you know, it's a it's a helpless feeling. So I'm excited about that night, but I'm also nervous. But I'm going to be coming back east to do some uh, to do some press. And then I come out here and uh, do a few more and then I go to the premiere. But uh, once again, it comes out December 18th. Uh, also, as I mentioned, thank you to everybody who went and bought Felicia Collins new uh, blues album off of iTunes. Uh, what else did I want to have? Oh, the great stocking stuffer for 2015. 
His tickets to the uh, the fourth annual Patrice O'Neill Comedy Benefit um, that's going to be going down Tuesday, January 26th. Did I say going down? I think I did. You know why? Because I was trying to focus on what I was saying here and not the fact that we just had to punt the fucking ball away again. Um, makes a great gift. It's obviously in remembrance of um, one of the great friends I ever had in life. And uh, I was talking to his mom the other day, and it reminded me of uh, <laughs> it was a fucking Patrice O'Neill story. He called me up one time, right? This is back when we were both still living at home with our parents. And I pick up the phone. He's like, Bill. He goes, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm not doing anything. He goes, yeah, let's go up to the uh, the Square One Mall. And I'm like, all right, where's that? And he's like, it's up near Saugus, up near the uh, the Kowloon. And um, I go, all right, well, why the fuck? We? I go, what, what do we have to go up there for? He goes, well, you know, they, they I, I need to get a mop. I go, you need to get a mop? He goes, yeah. And granted, this fucking mall is like, there's like three malls between where Patrice lived and where I lived. And he wants to go all the way out of his fucking way to go up to this goddamn mall. And I'm like, well, what the fuck kind of mall? What kind of mop do they have at the Square One Mall? And he's like, uh, he goes, one of them Square One Mall mops, motherfucker. And he starts flipping out on me. So I go, all right. I just finally got it out of him. He wanted to go up there because it was right when they first put cheese in the fucking crust of pizza. And he wanted to try it out. <laughs> And he started laughing when I finally got it out. He goes, I got to try it. I got to see what it's all about. So we drove up in the middle of the fucking day, sitting in traffic on Route 1 to buy a fucking mop. And so he could try stuffed crust pizza. (laughs) I don't know why I told you that. I'm just trying to fill up the fucking hour here. Have I done an hour? Is it mercifully over? See, you guys saw my kryptonite right here, man. If I don't fucking... If I don't have any questions, what do I do for that last half an hour? I have no idea. You know what I realize is how few people email me and, and give a fuck. Everything on there was just bullshit about, uh, it was either spam or it was shit about, uh, efforts for family. One or the other. You got to do this. You got to do that. Or, uh, it's just a bunch of horseshit. But I, I, I thought I could scroll through a couple pages. I could find some, I guess, cause you guys sent them to the other email and I don't even know how to get to it. Oh, is that what you think, Bill? All right, that's been the Monday Morning Podcast. This is a completely fucked up one. I apologize uh, profusely for this awful free podcast, all right? Before I, you guys start blogging about it and you tell me that you're offended. Um, anyways, hey, if anybody sees that movie Creed, let me know if it's good or not because I actually want to see that uh, on two levels. One, uh, I'm a big fan of Sylvester Stallone. And two, uh, I need to get back in shape. So I figure whoever's playing... You know, Stallone's always in shape, even at 70. Fucking 70, he's still in shape. Oh, how about the fucking Bruins, by the way? Winning five in a row. Is that what happened? I think they did. All right, that's the podcast. Go fuck yourselves. Uh, Pete Corielli, this Thursday. And thank you once again to uh, Joe Rogan for getting me on the Joe Rogan experience to help me uh, promote the uh, efforts for family. Uh, I really appreciate it. All right, go fuck yourselves. I'll talk to you next week. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Anything Better 
podcast show, NFL edition preview for week number 13. Lucky 13. Dan Marino, 13. Who else, Bill? <laughs> oh, as far as he's the best 13 I ever saw. Uh, Who's a good 13 there? Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez was 13 in baseball. There's got to be another 13 in football, no? Oh, well, Odell Beckham Jr.'s rookie. Odell Beckham Jr. was 13. Um, trying to think who else. It's a, it's it's not a college a number. number. It's a college number more, I think, than a – right? For like everyday players. Superstitious. I don't know. Paul, uh, I ain't any- like talking about it. <laughs> uh, anyway, guys, uh, first, before we get into our picks today, before we get into the NFL, we got to shout out our sponsor. It's the Bet MGM sponsor, the best lines, the latest lines, the moving lines this week. All right, guys, here's how it works. All you have to do is download the Bet MGM Sportsbook app, okay, and use our code, bonus code BURR, B-U-R-R. Doesn't get easier. And put as little, uh, put a deposit as at least $10 in, place your first wager, and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets, even if the bet loses, okay? So uh, all you got to do, if the bet does lose your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. So there you go, guys. That's a great promo. Use code Burr B U R R, and there you go. Download the app, and it's all good. Uh, this is week number thirteen, which means um, Bill has the first pick this week. Uh, we've both been status quo. We've both been. We've all the line is going here, man. I don't know. There's been no ups. There's no downs. It's been a weird week. I'll tell you, Dude, the I game. can't. I can't be three and one to, to save my life. I'm two and two every week. This week though, I went. I went one, two, and one. Ah, so you only lose half. Because a game. whatever fucking reason, back in the day, for and I used to think that why the fuck don't they? Why do they kick that extra point once you've won in overtime? Once you score a touchdown and it's over, but they always did. They always did until I had money on the game. Um, and they didn't kick it. They would I always thought, kick it. I thought the best game of the week, though, man. That game was, dude, I was at. No empathy. No empathy for me getting fucked on that extra point. No, I mean, of course there's some empathy. It's, it's I yeah. didn't feel it. Uh, <laughs> I was at a party. Uh, my daughter did a Friendsgiving. So Sophia did a Friendsgiving. But this year, the family said they want all of the family and parents to come. So we go to this house. It's nice. And they're diehard Eagle fans. The dude's from Pennsylvania. Great guy. Great dad. And he literally said, he goes, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. If uh, if this was a playoff game, you guys wouldn't be here. Uh, I, we, I just started laughing. He goes, but it's a big game. So he goes, well, the game's going to be on. We're going to be watching the game. You know, if that's a problem, I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to be running around going nuts. And not he wasn't, though. He was joking about right. that. But he was just watching and his kids. And he has this little daughter. And she would run in, younger than Sophia and Lucas. And she'd run in after every good Eagles thing and just high-five them and stuff. Like, the whole family was in on it. And it was awesome. But what a game, dude. And pretty nuts to think that the Bills are done. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude, that, that whole, that whole thing this year, like the whole AFC East just went out the window. Yeah. Like the whole thing was just going to be the bills and the jets with Aaron Rodgers. right now. Aaron Rodgers is starting to practice practice. I mean, it's too late for the jets, but I'm just saying maybe there'll be a little bit of excitement. And then the dolphins, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not buying those guys. I know that they've been doing well, but everybody in our division shit in the bed. Did you see that fucking idiot trashing Tom Brady? Going, he played in an easy division. 
and it's just like yeah when he said he play in an easy playoff round did he play in easy super bowls how many and the guy had like no rings but it's probably why he did it he was like you know i'm gonna have a hot take yeah i when he said that and he said to the two and then he goes no offense to teddy brewski and randy moss and then he looks at rex ryan he goes oh and you too i guess all three of you he goes that's the weakest at afc east division and i was just like Whoa, and fucking Teddy Bruschi. Randy Moss took it as a joke. Randy Moss just smirked, and they were just going like, what the f-? And Rex Ryan took it the hardest. Who's the guy who said it? Alex Smith. Alex Smith? I mean, what did he ever do? Alex Smith, yeah. First round pick with the, who was this? For, uh, 49ers? Mm-hmm. So he's never done shit. And then he went to the Chiefs, yeah. So that's kind of like something that like a sports writer would do, where he doesn't have to prove himself on the field. So that guy went out on the field and didn't win anything. And then he's gonna trash this guy. That's he's just trying to he's just trying to be that guy. There's but no dude, way he thinks that shit. Dude, how about this? Going into week one, everybody had, I know I thought these teams had a chance. Bills gone. Bengals, Joe Burrow, gone. <laughs> Jets with Aaron Rodgers, gone. It's gone, been a fucking yeah. it's been a pretty wild. You're right. The AFC's taking a hit. And I agree with your hey, take. By the dude. way, for that fucking guy saying we had an easy schedule. Every year, for whatever reason, we always had to play the Steelers and we had to play the Colts. They weren't even on a division. Just had to have Brady versus Peyton Manning, Brady versus uh, uh, Roethlisberger. Can I say something? I don't believe in that. I don't believe in easy schedule. Everybody saw oh, you're playing the Texans. It's an easy schedule. And then they got a rookie. And that's nothing, too. They used to say they're, they're, Patriots are a boring team. They're winning with a bunch of nobodies. You, you can't win. You know what it is, Paul? This is Intelligence is not just fucking reading smart shit or knowing a bunch of sh- numbers and stuff. It's how you process information. And that right there is a classic example of someone who isn't smart. <laughs> no, the smartest sports fans are the ones that aren't screaming at the television. <coughs> That's what I've learned. Well, uh, I, 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 that I'm a dummy, but I know that. Paul, let's get into this, man. I got a, I got a, oh, I got a big day today. All right, let's go. You get the first pick this week, bud. What a bright time! It's so, isn't it great when you, when you, when you're fucking stressing to get your kid the gift, and then you finally get the big gift. I knocked one of those out yesterday. My wife, I don't know what else to fucking get her. Um, hey, my wife, I'll tell you, it's a rough one. Um, I'm going with the Lions going down into New Orleans. Um, you know, they shit the bed last week. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that their coach gave them a nice inspirational, like we did all this fucking work to blow it in November. And then just, we're going to do this to Lion fans again. I don't know what's going on with the Saints. I think they're down there, you know, trying to put the pieces together. I, I, I have no idea what's going on down there. I just know that, you know, people are always partying. I think half the team's drunk, Paul. I'm going with the Lions minus four, going into New Orleans, the Mercedes-Benz. That is arena. probably the best pick on the board, and if I would be. That's I that's, jumped all over because I knew you were going to be like a good team, having a bad week, and then you say at home, but I, I knew you couldn't lay up on the road. That's a great pick, Bill. All Paul, right, did you just have a snowball fight? Can you explain to the uh, listeners why you are dressed like you're going to go build a snowman? Okay, I will. Um, <laughs> okay. I will. My, my daughter's sick. My wife is sick. I started to feel like I'm getting the chills. My basement is freezing and my ears were hurting. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying to Your be ears were hurting or they were cold. No, I was getting like a little bit of an earache. I'm getting a little congested. So I said, you know what? Why not just, I got know- one for you, Paul. What? Get yourself some raw ginger. I got some ginger advice here from a ginger. Oh, I thought you were going to go with the every, every, uh, every advice people go, here's what you got to do. You got to get black tea. Everybody. No, no, no. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, no, I I got one that actually fucking, it it didn't, it, it, nothing cures the cold, but I'll tell you, it keeps it out of your throat. 
Okay. Uh, raw ginger. It sucks. Cut out right. like an inch of it off, peel it, and then just fucking eat it and oh, swallow it. It's going to be on the fire. Oh, okay. On the fire? It's going to be on fire. Then a spoonful of that raw honey. Got that. That kind of eases that. And then some uh, some lemon water. Yeah. Activates you know the, the whole thing. Well, I'm telling you. All right. I'll the try shit it. was coming on. I was like, all right, here's some fucking tape and onion to your foot. Old wives shit. <laughs> I think, I think uh, you know, a lot of what you need is in your fridge, not at CVS. Yeah. There goes those you advertisements. Take, you got to take a cup of rice and put it in ginseng and sniff it for 15 minutes. It's a life flavor. <laughs> Right. No, but there's actually there there are things raw. out there. No, know. of course, no raw garlic. That's the one I can't do. Raw garlic. I mean, Jesus, I'd rather drink fucking Drano. Um, all right, you got Paul with my first pick. Since that pick was the epic pick off the board, I'm gonna say. I mean, I mean, dude, <laughs> it's tough. This week sucks, Paul. This is a tough week. This week's man. like me. It sucks. Um, I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to take Sneaky Pete and the Seattle Seahawks. I love that pick. Getting nine. Getting nine, and I think he's a way better coach than uh, Wayne Fonts or whatever that fucking guy is who's, who's there over there with the, uh, the, the uh, Cowboys. Oh, dude, speaking of Wayne Fonts, Phillips, I just have Wade to say Phillips. this. You have to. Everybody has to. The Barry Sanders Bye Bye Barry documentary on Amazon Prime was one of the best NFL documentaries I've seen. Heartfelt, touching. It was amazing. You laughed. You cried. You laughed. You cried. You you, you put were on a pom pom hat, and you uh, moved on. Why are the Eagles plus three at home? Is Jalen Hurts hurt? Is it Jalen Hurt? What's going on there? Jake the Snake. Oh, Paul, God bless you. Thank you. Jake the Snake, what's going on in Philadelphia? Oh. Um, He's good to go. No, he's good to go. Um, You know, I think there's a lot of 49ers love right now because they blew out Seattle last week. And Eagles last week has been nail biters. All right. You know what? I'm going with the Eagles plus three at home. I don't give a fuck. I believe in that lunatic that they have as a coach. Whoa. All right. He's getting three at home. The big All thing right. with the 49ers, Paul, you got to go up early. Then he can expose that kid. Because other than that, he's just he's just keeping that Ferrari on the road. I'm going to take for my second pick. Oh, I don't like Paul. He doesn't like this week, guys. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm going to take – I'm going to let the train keep rolling with the with the Denver Broncos getting three and a half – they they're playing the Texans. I know the Texans are good. I know the Texans are better, but there's a little bit of a, a thing going on in Denver, and I think Sean Payton's a good coach, and I think they righted the ship they're a little bit. Around. I don't know about that point five. I didn't like that point five. We always hate the point five. The hey. point five listen, the point five is a snake that bites. Oh, wait, you're get you're getting three and a half. Yeah. Oh, then I like it. Yeah. No, but I'm saying the point five is always the snake that bites. Paul, I didn't think I liked it. Turns out I like it. I mean, you know who am I? Who am I, Paul? I'm just some jerk off picking games. I'm gonna take the fucking Green Bay Packers getting six against the four, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs in Lambeau because you know what? The Chiefs should kick the shit out of them, and that's why they're not gonna. Because that's what the Chiefs do. Okay. And I know this time of year they start turning it on, right? Andy Reid starts putting his belly on people, going like, "Are you are you gonna show me you got what it takes?" <laughs> 
or you're gonna feel the mustache on your fucking nose, right? And then they they start playing. But I I, I think uh, I like that kid. That kid's got a cannon. It's Lambo. Maybe it snows, Paul. Hey, oh. ain't talking just in the parking lot, all right? I mean, everywhere. Okay. <laughs> hey, ain't talking in the restroom, all right? Yeah, <laughs> That's, um, that was the reference. The restroom. <laughs> uh, oh man, the Dolphins line is too high. Otherwise, I would take them. Otherwise, I would take them. But Paulie's laying off, dude. The uh, Dolphins are the AFC East team that I just don't know anything about. No, I know, I know. Still. I just always get excited because I think it's Nick Kroll, and then it's like, no, it's their coach. All right, I'm going to do something stupid here. I can't believe this. Everybody, not tell you, Paul. Me, Paul, you got a good head on your shoulders. Don't do it. Come on, you're doing so well. Jake, I need you, Jake. Jake, just this is the best part of this year's show is Jake just comes in. Jake slides in like the analyst. <laughs> he does, but I'll tell you, fucking Andrew Themelis very quietly killing it. I'll tell you somebody else who's a uh, a beast, Nate Craig. Nate Craig goes, the Bears are a lock. He said that last night or whatever, two nights ago, three uh, nights ago. Monday that's, Night Football. That's saying a lot. Jake, uh, are, are, how are your charges health-wise, and are they mathematically eliminated? Um... Great questions. They're not mathematically eliminated, but they might as well be. They're they're nearing the end. And um, health wise, not not great, um, not great either. Um, but if Keenan Allen right. plays, that that that's the big injury to watch. Um, that's all right. No further but, questions. Uh, Paul's heard enough. Thank you. No, 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 Jake. That's that's what I needed. Thank you, buddy. All right, no problem. All he wanted to know is that they were healthy. <laughs> uh, Jake, I love Jake. All right, you, you know what? I'm gonna take the. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons against the hapless New York Jets. I I, I looked at that game. I, you, I just don't know. Who, I, Paul, who are the Falcons, huh? It's like some psycho chick that this thing one week. I like it, though. I like it. They got to win by a field goal. Dude, the Jets are on their third quarterback. They're, they're, they're slowly, you know. Oh, they benched that other kid? Well, yeah, and you know, them showing Rodgers in a red jersey practicing. I mean, the guy had Achilles fucking thing of three months ago, man. He's not, it's, it's, he's not playing. So, um, ooh, gotta, <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Falcons, man. Falcons are a lock. Jets have no offense. That's coming from Themelis, right? Yeah, it's coming from Themelis. Oh, okay. Listen, dude, if a third-string quarterback beats that pick... Oh, he tried to help me. He said San Fran is healthy. The only thing people in San Francisco hate more than the rent is people who don't live there calling it San Fran. (laughs) (laughs) It's Frisco. That's how we order a cheesesteak like this. No one cares. No, Themlis said he's still taking the Eagles. Look at that. Okay. Um... All right. I'm going to take the Rams at home, minus three and a half against the who knows what they're going to do, fucking Browns. I hate the point five, but Paul, you know what? I don't like myself either. So I kind of like that line. It reminds me of me. I like that. We got a new one from the show. The point five is a snake that keep, the, the snake that bites. A snake that keeps on biting. <laughs> um, all right. I like that. I was looking at the Rams, Browns. That's another one that I just don't know. This week is. Hey, the Paul, one- keep your eyes on your own paper, okay? This week is wild. Um, you know what, dude? Ah, no, it's eight and a half. Eight and a half. How many picks do I have left? <laughs> it's oh, that point five, Paul takes out your knees. 
<laughs> Dude, the amount of walks that I take, because I don't flip out in front of my kids. I just take a fucking walk. My neighbors got to think I'm crazy. I don't watch the games. I watch my team play and whatever primetime game is on, and that's it. And then I look oh, at Oh, I the thought sport. I was the only one who did that. I know. I, I don't fucking. My- I, I went to the car show this week. Bill, you know how I find out how my picks win? I look at the phone at the end of the night and I watch my team play and whatever primetime games are on. I don't, this fucking NFL package, you got to be out of your mind to buy that. If I'm looking at six screens like a fucking cat with a laser, fuck that, dude. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, I don't, I don't like that it's on fucking YouTube. I don't either. I just don't I, like, and you know what I don't like? I don't like that they fucking made me get direct TV, and then when they switch to YouTube, they go, no, and then they start going like, oh, no dish hanging off the side of your house. It's like, you didn't fucking say that 10 uh, goddamn years ago, did you? Well, did you? All right, I got my pick. I just you know what I hate about the NFL? Nobody picks up the phone over there. <laughs> They're screening my calls every week when I whine. <laughs> they, they, no, they see the number. They go, dude, don't get that one. Dude, don't get no, no, that one. No. Don't get that one. He's a terrible gambler, and he's going to blame us again. <laughs> this is funny. He thinks it's fixed. There's no. literally 50 guys on both fucking sidelines. He that thinks they're all involved, miss. and they keep their mouths shut. That field goal miss is he, – he, he's taking it out on you. Um, I'm going to take this the Pittsburgh Steelers, oh, everybody. Andrew goes, he's asking about the prevent defense again. I, I mean, I, I can't. I can't. If, if, you want, if you want to take the call, you take the call. What's he going to do? Talk about the flake gate again? No, there's a phone line. There's a phone for everyone, but then the Bill Burr phone is red. <laughs> the red one's blinking. Dude. It just says, do not answer on the top of it. The red one's blinking, dude. No, the red one's blinking. <laughs> Which kicker missed? Hey, what else is new? They're trying to Most find Most of these game. assholes just call Sunday night. This fucking jerk-off's calling us on a Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. And the only rhyme or reason for this is because Mike Tomlin at home is just a winner. The line is under six. So if they win the game by six, I get the game. I don't really know what the Cardinals are doing. I don't think their coach is nearly as good as the Steelers coach and the Steelers are home. That's my reasoning. I always think that's a good reason. Good coaching, Paul, goes a long way. A good coach. As as does good parenting. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, quality not, ingredients in your dish. You know, those done. are the three things. I, I'll, I'll stop there. You know, and knowing what's important. Knowing Wait, knowing things? what's important. Yes. And keeping your head covered. Dude, the Bill Burr hotline is the funniest. The red <laughs> phone buzzing is my favorite part of this episode. We can't Uh-oh, hear you. Andrew, buddy. we can't hear you. We can't hear you. I was just thinking how funny it would be in a few years if, like, they had AI and they just had, like, a designated AI to handle the Bill Burr line. So it's just this fake person <laughs> putting up all the talking points. And they got, like, the NFL but, red zone. But the AI works so hard that they got to, like, you know, computers get hot, servers, they got to, like, cool them down. The I AI can wear one so, up. So I can wear one up. that they got to have a guy pour water on it. The Bill Burr AI <laughs> bot works Dude, so when hard. When I call up customer service, by the end of it, I get the guy to admit that he's in India. <laughs> I wear them down. The thing is, you don't curse, and you just keep saying that's not acceptable, and then they just, they just, they're just on the it, line with you. It's like a NASA, like NASA in Houston, like they're all in there, and the guys looking at, and, and before every field goal, they're just looking at the phone like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so they I, I rock pick- paper scissors to see who's going to have their Sunday evening. I don't um, like this. I feel like people don't like me. Um, who, who who's next? Or are we done? We got the Monday night special, brother. 
Wait, did we pick four each? Did you pick four? Paul, Paul picked four, right? He picked the Steelers. <clears throat> that was your last one. We picked. Okay. All right. So what? What's the Monday night special? Win some money for you. We did hit one. We hit one. We uh, came so did. goddamn close the next week, and Lou, this past week, we we should we should fucking we last week our pick last week should have we should just been like you know I take full responsibility. No, no, you no. Know, we I, didn't get it done. I told Themless I like when we lose it like that. I don't like when we lose it by one thing. I like just being wrong early. <laughs> Paul, you're the most positive guy I've ever met in my life. Well, you know what? Hey, if I'm going to fall down a flight of stairs, I want to hit every stair. <laughs> if I don't have at least five broken bones, I, I don't feel like I got my money's worth. I didn't get it's the great. I get to lay around. My wife makes me fucking soup. All oh, right, we positive Paulie. We got the Cincinnati Bengals without Joe Burrow going into Jacksonville against Goldilocks. Oh, yeah. The fucking the, 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 the good-looking Go- zombie. That's a great one. The good-looking zombies. Great. I don't know what to do. That fucking guy's a killer. Trevor Noah. And he looked Trevor really Lawrence. Good. He looked really good last week. Dude, he's a stud. And they're on prime time. Think it's a blowout? Dude, that guy could pick me up and the red phone that they don't answer at the NFL and fucking throw me to the other side of the globe. I like that guy. What's the spread? Eight and a half. Dude, if there's one more fucking half, you fucking Vegas cunts, you know it's some little wormy prick out there, and he's got one of those little fucking pencils, Paul. Look at me when I'm talking to you. He's got one of those little fucking pencils without the erasers, because he never makes a mistake, Paul. Yeah, but that, you know the he keeps his job, Paul. Eight. You know he keeps his job. Point no. five. It won't hurt you with eight. It Paul, I gotta you. tell you something. That's one of the things that I love about you. The level of confidence that you just said that with. It's like you already watched the game. No, 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 but it's a point eight. It, it, it's it could be in the benefit because of nine. You know, the number wise, eight's rough. When's the last time you saw a team win by eight? You know, whenever a guy is bundled up as you is, starts talking with his shoulders, I just I just shut down. You're like, you make know, just. I mean, it's not gonna stupid fucking hoodie touching your hat. No, come on, man. This is a nice soft one. I'm not saying it's not nice, but the combination of the two. Do you have on mittens? <laughs> Paul's wearing a onesie. All right, Paul. Paul's saying the eight and a half's not going to hurt us. Uh, Who do I have to call at the NFL to get rid of that fucking point five? We could take the Bengals if you want to take. I don't the Bengals. understand how you think the point five's not going to hurt us. You're looking at it like they're going to go seven, 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 and it's like not a factor. Oh, Andrew says, yeah, ATN to rush for a touchdown. That's a good one because they give him the rock a lot. All right. What about Joe Mixon? Ooh. I don't know, but you got to you got to get down the field. The thing yeah. about this is, Paul, the, the the Cincinnati Bengals have a really good defense, so I think they're going to hang with them for a half. And at that point, Trevor Lawrence. How about good looking Paul Bunyan? How about that? The brownie fucking towel guy that looks like he knows where the weed spot is. All right. So Trevor, we're Lawrence- going to figure out a nickname that isn't that long. So how about this? Trevor Lawrence to throw one. ATN to rush one. And then what's the third? Do you know what I kind of, that we've been laying off of? Go ahead. I like it. (laughs) I like it already. I like it already. I didn't even say anything. Um, You know, we always go with the number one receiver. Now, these aren't great teams right now because of injuries or anything. Just keep this in your head, Paul. Next time, 
There's a great defense playing a great offense. They're going to do the Belichick thing where they're going to take away their number one option. So next time we bet on a fucking receiver, we should probably go the number two receiver. Kind of woke up to that with the Kansas City game, even though Kelsey got one. Um, That's just something to think about, Paul, but not on this game. I just wanted to waste time. Um, Paul, I'm not going to lie to you. I can't name one player on either. Not one. Joe Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Jamar Chase, Kiki Vandaway, T uh, T Higgins. Um, well, we don't have to pick the game. We can pick Lawrence to throw one, ATN to rush one, and, and then what's we the over under? The under over is the over under is thirty nine. Everybody's going to take the over, Paul. Everybody's going to take that ball. But what about you, Paul? Paul, you're different. Paul, you stand out from the uh, that 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 number is too good. I don't like it. I don't like it, dude. Paul, you like it. You like the under. You want to be that guy. As the fans are walking out, you stand up on your seat <laughs> and said, I took the under. Oh, there you go. Top of the stadium. Oh, but that's only, no, Andrew, that's only one point. You could tease it up one point. You could tease to 43. You want to do that and take the under? Yes. All right. All right, let's do that. <laughs> Or, or right. the Jacksonville money line. What does the money line even mean? I've it only been Jack- gambling. It means Jacksonville just needs to win. You don't get as good of what odds. What fucking odds on that? Right. You don't get the odds, but, but it's a part of it. Um, I would tease it before I do the money line. I want people to make some money here. Okay. So let's do that. Let's do Trevor Lawrence to throw one. How is my hand whiter than my head? They're both out in the same sun, right? No, head gets more exposed. You got pockets. Um, <laughs> money line. <laughs> it no. doesn't take it directly, but you think I'm walking around in my pockets, my hands, in my fucking pockets? Uh, you know, I saw a guy one time. I was stopped at a red light, and he was standing there with his hands in his pockets, and I wanted to yell out, "Hey, get your hands out of your pockets! Or get your hands where I can see them, just to see if he would do it." <laughs> You know, it'll be funny if he starts taking it. Like, why the fuck am I listening to this bald idiot? <laughs> um, all right, we could do that. It's perfect timing. It's one o'clock. We're done. Let's do that. We'll do ATN to rush one, Trevor Lawrence to throw one, and we will tease the under over up to 43, and we will take the under. And then um, and then there you go. I think that's it. Just to give them some odds to make some money. How's that sound, Themless? Jake, good? I like it. Oh, he said Moneyline is a good fourth edition if you want to push it. I mean, that um, just means... You want to push it, Paul? You want yeah, to because fucking... Jacksonville's going to win a game. Jacksonville's going to win a game. It's Monday night. They're home. I needed you to say it three times, like Beetlejuice, for me to believe it. <laughs> Jacksonville's going to win a game. Okay, that's it. Fuck yeah, it. Like, We're there, taking the money line. It. There's a chance it might not move the odds much, so we'll like we would leave it off if it actually. What like, is this? The Hat Squad? <laughs> you guys like call each other, man. It's like sixty degrees in here. Uh, um, yeah, we, we could take a look at it, but yeah, that we could add that in as a fourth. If, if it does, if it does something for the odds, let's just add it on, because we all, all think right. Jacksonville anyway. Um, all right, guys, that is the show. Those are our picks for uh, week number lucky thirteen. And um, download the BetMGM app as always. Use bonus code BURR, B-U-R-R. Deposit your $10 deposit, and you can get back $1,500 back regardless of your first uh, 
regardless of the outcome of the first wager. So uh, bet responsibly. Have some fun this weekend. Enjoy. The Don't take it out on your wife. Enjoy the Christmas music. Have a holly. Jay fucking holly. missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Spilling the eggnog. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. What the fuck are they doing? Jack Frost nipping at your nose. I, 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 holy night. If he's not fired next week, I'm done. <laughs> Look at his face. We're going to win with that guy? Uh, all right, everybody. Enjoy this week's game. Throw the fucking ball. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, take care. All right. Bye-bye.